Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Podcast Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I'm the other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? I'm all right, Paco. How's these last uh, 7 to 14 days been treating you? <laughs> it's been pretty good. So today we have a, a an always interesting uh, monkeys episode Definitely. whenever they're dealing with <laughs> Asian people, it seems. Yes. We're jumping right into monkeys chow mein. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's uh, directed by James Frawley again. Uh, written by Gerald Gardner and Dee Caruso. Mm-hmm. No one else, just the two of them this time. So mm-hmm. they didn't need no help. So uh, originally aired March 13th, 1967. I, I read somewhere that was Chinese New Year as well. That day. Oh, really? Yeah. So why not just defend them on their New Year's, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> so it opens up in a Chinese restaurant and the boys are eating. And Peter's putting egg rolls into a doggy bag. He has that huge doggy bag. Uh-huh. He's just filling with food. I noticed that they didn't come up with a clever name for the, the restaurant. Usually we got things like the Vincent Van Gogh and what have you. But this is simply, uh, let me check for notes, the China Boy Club. <laughs> yeah. So Davey says he likes this place because it's far from all the cares in the world. And then we follow a waiter into the back room and everything gets awkward really fast. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as we go back there. So there's three quote unquote Asian dudes. And uh, the main guy, like a brand new creepy racist guy, he smashes a gong and says a secret formula has been written on little papers and put into fortune cookies. And then the main dude's named Dragon Man. And that hits Joey Foreman, who is an obviously white person dressed up to look like an Asian person again. Uh, he says that the people eating there have no idea that they're foreign spies and that they're giving them the formula to Asian masters. So there's mm-hmm. like all these dudes in the restaurant with like sunglasses on <laughs> and they get the right fortune cookies that have the, the code on essentially. Mm-hmm. It took um, me a bit to pick that up. <laughs> okay. So yeah, uh, Joey Foreman, not only is he the dragon man, but a couple episodes ago, he was Captain Crocodile. And I believe he's also on Get Smart around this time, which, and there's a few Get Smart style jokes coming up in the episode. And the crazy thing is, uh, Maybe we'll put this to the end of the Did You Knows, but like in Get Smart, he plays an Asian guy as well. So <laughs> he's a little bit typecast. For, yeah, he's known for being the white Asian guy, which is an interesting... <laughs> what can't, a find a, can't find a real Asian guy. You've done this before, pal. Hey, come on. <laughs> yeah. And here at the China Boy Club, there are some Asian employees and actors, but they no speaking parts. No, the third dude in the three dudes yes. is an actual Asian person. And, just and like, he's got what, a couple lines. Yeah, but it's like, how come you could not... What's going on here? If you really want it, I, this is what I wish would have happened, even though it doesn't make it any less uh, racist. Yeah. But if at the end, it was Captain Crocodile trying oh. to seek more revenge on the monkeys for what he did, what they did to him and his television show. Oh. See. That would have been fantastic. Like the monkeys had none of that. They didn't have really recurring bad guys. No, unless, no. unless you count Mr. Babbitt. I was gonna say Mr. Babbitt's <laughs> the only one. <laughs> That's kind of it. Yeah. I guess yeah. it wasn't really about the bad guys. You know, the monkeys didn't have a Joker. Yeah. So, imagine it could have been a different show if they had like a, a foil, perhaps a musician foil that became like a bad guy fan favorite, almost like an antihero. Yeah, like um, like uh, the four swine, kind of thing yes. or something. If they were brought back, maybe TV shows then didn't really do, especially sitcommy type things. Didn't mm, do like true. 
It was all episodic. So you could put them on any time in reruns or something. If there kind was of, yes. Because, yeah, what we're talking about is more like a radio serial thing. Let's tune in next week. When you find out what happens. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The tune in next week's <laughs> like Woody's Roundup. <laughs> My biscuits are burning. <laughs> but stay tuned for our Toy Story podcast, and we'll get more into that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to this. Uh, the master guy, he gives the cookies to the dumb henchman, who's another white Asian guy, and uh, he tells him not to forget the first rule. Hey, who eat cookie? Screw up formula, something terrible. And uh, he goes back to the restaurant where he gives the cookies to the certain people who look like obvious foreign agents to me in this restaurant, <laughs> sitting by themselves in suits. And uh, so Peter's filling up his bag with fortune cookies as mm. well at the same time. Peter, will you please not take any more stuff, man? You're gonna get sick. Oh, but I love fortune cookies. And then he ends up taking one of the foreign spy cookies. And then the boys get chased out of the restaurant and they hide behind a newspaper to go across the four of them. And then the, the spy guy zoomed past them. Mike is surprised they got chased out of the Chinese restaurant. Maybe they thought we were Russians. A dude in a suit puts a gun in Mike's face. Gun, gun, gun. Yep. And uh, he tells him to get in the car or they're through. And then the car zooms away with our heroes in the back. Yeah. And boom. Intro. Uh, 220. We're into the intro. That was a sizable intro. Yes. Two minutes, 20 seconds. And uh, the car... This is the one Mickey Park decided last episode. Oh, wow. Pre-intro gun, I think, is maybe a little rare. Yeah, I think that, that might be our first pre-intro gun. Our cold open gun. Did you catch on to who the second non-Asian Asian guy is? Yeah, yeah. A- another Seinfeld alum mm-hmm. shows up. It's a Dr. Tannenbaum, right? Yeah, oh, wait, Izzy Tannenbaum Jr., I think. Yeah. In- yeah. Mandelbaum. No, Mandelbaum. Mandelbaum. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was like, wait, that's not right at all. But yeah, no, it's interesting that the monkeys were a fertile ground for people who show up on Seinfeld later. Yeah, I think it's maybe once you're a, an NBC contract character player, you're you're in for yeah. life, man. They yeah, call man. you up. Hey, listen, pal, we need you to come here and play this guy's elderly kid. Like, <laughs> That's how it goes. I wonder how, uh, how how well you do if you become like under NBC and like, yeah, you're just going to pop up on a whole bunch of shows all the time. And you're like, yeah, sure. Okay. Like you, you're not going to be a star, but if you don't want to be a star, it's like, I just like acting and doing this. And you, like, you end up writing a lot of 15 cent checks for every time it, it rears wherever in the world. <laughs> right. Probably something like that. It'd yeah. be interesting. But if you spread it around enough, you can make some money. I'm sure. Yeah. But anywho, so back in from the intro, all the boys, they're all crying under a big light. And uh, they're told that making a pickup of stolen security information is a serious offense. So this year, this week, not only Peter's crying, they're all crying. And the boys thought that they'd been kidnapped. And the guy tells them that Peter's in possession of classified information. And Mike realizes that it's in the fortune cookie. Oh, you mean the fortune cookie? Oh, I could explain that. You see, Peter picks up fortune cookies like that and takes them home and feeds them to a dog we don't have. <laughs> hmm. So then Peter gets brought back in by an older guy who's very excitable, I find. Yes. <laughs> he says that he found the formula for the doomsday bug and that the boys are clean and they can go. And that they show the guy how clean they are. You know, like, mm. Oh, yeah, we're so clean. Da, da, da. Classic monkeys joke yep. right there, I think. 
So the boys ask what a doomsday bug is, and the older guy shows them this picture of a huge bug. And he says it's the greatest weapon ever created. And they do like the the zoom in kind of on the bug, and when they zoom out of the bug, we're back at the Chinese restaurant. Just a cool little move. Nice little move for sure. Yeah. Out of boy, Jim. Yeah, yeah, he's getting he's getting finding his groove. Uh, Inspector Blount was yes. Dave Barry. And uh, Agent Modell was Mike Farrell, who played B.J. Honeycutt on MASH a few years later. Oh, wow, look at that. So, like, that, he might be probably one of the more famous people we've encountered here on the show. Yeah, I think so. Non-monkey division. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, back at the Chinese restaurant, the white Asian guys are talking about the bug (laughs) as well. It is a vicious germ cell with green spots, hairy legs, and 200 eyes. Dragon Man, who's obviously the most disturbing of the three of them, he says that they have to get the formula back. The dumb henchman Toto there, Mandelbaum. <laughs> Toto Mandelbaum. He asked who took it, and the master said it was the boy with the long hair named Peter. Well, that's a strange name for long hair. <laughs> And the master bangs a tiny little awful sounding gong in their faces. Ugh. Gongs sound terrible. I'm sorry. Gongs are the worst. <laughs> so back at the CIS office, the Central Intelligence Service, the inspector <laughs> tells the monkeys that the Chinese syndicate is headed by a main dude and the number two dude is named Dragon Man. So Dragon Man isn't even the head dude. There's another dude. He says the Dragon Man is very weird. And the monkeys say, uh-huh. what makes him so weird? He has long hair. Wear strange clothes, and, uh, oh, well, he's not really that weird. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to cover up his tracks there. So uh, Mike tells them that they, know what, they want no part of it, which is, it's becoming a Mike thing. Like, whenever someone's like, we need you to do this, Mike's like, yeah. nope, I don't want to do it, which is an actual Mike Nesmith thing. <laughs> and uh, the, in- the inspector tells them that the Dragon Man knows that Peter took the formula, and he's going to come looking for him. And they don't believe him, but they're instantly scared. When they turn around and there's a, <laughs> the other cop there. <laughs> so back at the pad, Mike is double checking the locks and the doors and then instantly scares himself when he bumps into Mickey because he's walking backwards. <laughs> and then Mike says uh, he thinks the inspector was just trying to scare them into helping him and that there's no way they're being followed. Mike asks if he remembers the wax museum on the way home. And he asks if Gary Cooper is Chinese. And Mike says no. And he says, well, then we're definitely being followed. <laughs> yeah, and that's a get smart style. We're, we're being followed, kind of, for sure. Uh, so Mike says there's nothing they can do, so they may as well go to bed. And this is where you find out, like, Mike and Mickey have a room, and then Pete and Davey have a room. Mm-hmm. So essentially, Peter sleeps on the couch a lot, I, I think. <laughs> Davey used to live upstairs, but the girls kept getting injured. He yeah. passed out the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier for them to come in this window, babe. <laughs> You also shuttle them out easier, like send one yep. out to the balcony and the other one comes in the front door. <laughs> just just step over Peter, man. He's used to it. <laughs> Peter's in his, uh, those PJs of his with the rabbit on it. Yeah. And, uh, when, and they were uh, Curly's PJs from the Three Stooges. Oh, really? Yeah. I did, I did not know that. That's cool. Uh, so he bumps into Davey and they freak out. <laughs> Peter tells Davey that if they kill him, he can have a sports jacket. And Davey tells him that everything is going to be okay. And then he asks, like, well, what color is your sports jacket? She's got my jacket. And then they go to bed. So outside the window, two of the henchmen sneak in and throw a bag over someone's head that's sitting in a chair, tie him up and carry him out. Mm-hmm. And then get back to the restaurant. They got the dude in the chair with the bag over his head. They whip off the bag, 
and it's Mr. Schneider the puppet. Uh, oh, and then he's talking and doing Schneidery things. It is better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. So back at the pad, this is a lot of back and forth when they're doing this thing. Yes. So back at the pad, uh, Mickey says he needs to get something for his stomach because it's upset. And then he gets downstairs, and one of the henchmen throws a bag over his head and then hits him with a mallet. Like, mm-hmm. Schneider got off easy. <laughs> Mickey gets hit in the head with a mallet. So they take him back to the restaurant. The dragon man tells Toto Mandelbaum that he better have gotten it right this time. They pull off the hood and they see that it's Mickey. Dragon man's super pissed and bangs on the tiny <laughs> gong again. And uh, Toto says that it's not his fault. Forgive me, master, but all of American look alike to me. <laughs> That's like an, almost like we know we're doing something terrible, but look, here's yeah. something about us. See, this is funny. So back at the CIS headquarters, Peter's telling the head honcho dude, uh, that it's all his fault and they have to do something fast. The inspector tells him it's not about speed but about secrecy. Utter secrecy. Secrecy, secrecy, secrecy. What are you doing? Uttering secrecy. <laughs> Inspector's not impressed with that. He gets a call and says that the bad guys kidnapped one of the boys with the, but got the wrong one and the piece of information they want is safe and he's trying to figure out what to do next and he hangs up. Then Mike asks who it was. I don't know. This is after all the secrecy talk. It's funny the way he says it, too. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Davey asks if he's safe in there, and the inspector tells him that they're, that they're in a safe house, and the enemy has no idea they're there. And then this is, like, weird. That little Asian kid, little Chinese kid mm-hmm. comes in, asks if they want their shoes shine, and say no. And he's like, want to take a picture? And they all <laughs> smile and do that pose. He takes their picture. And the boy leaves, and the inspector says, go home. Just leave it mm-hmm. to us. Have faith in the CIS. So at the restaurant, the bad guys are torturing Mickey. And there's a funny exchange between the Dragon Man and Toto, where Dragon Man is trying to tell Toto to find the monkey, get the cookie, and bring the monkey and the cookie to me. Yeah. And uh, and it goes on for a while. <laughs> it's kind of fun. I want you to find the monkey, get the cookie, bring the monkey and the cookie to me. Repeat, please. Oh, I Find the cookie. I bring the monkey. Uh, no, 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 no. No, you find the cookie, get the monkey, then cook the cookie. Quiet, please. <laughs> taste the <taste of> turkey. <laughs> it's almost like when he said that, it was like the actors saying that. Like, what, the turkey? Yeah. what am I yeah. doing? You try the turkey, paste the turkey, paste the turkey? Or somebody? <laughs> they they kind of definitely seem like they kind of ad-libbed a bunch of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, you know what I would love? If that was a word for word, the script. <laughs> You got Caruso on the side. It says base the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> this is my soul on the base. <laughs> you white Asian prick. <laughs> That's when they got to bring in Evans. Hey, Evans, you got to come in. Caruso's losing his mind. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Anyway, back at the pad, Peter's le- left a note, and it's enormous it's like an enormous that was fun it reminds me of like kindergarten when the teacher would write on those enormous pads so everybody could Uh see but uh and there's a spelling mistake in it a grammar mistake yeah the dummy peter and uh davy finds it and calls to mike it's like how long has any of them been home to not notice that note (laughs) for real (laughs) <laughs> and it's a weird uh weird choice like okay we're gonna have peter leave a note how is uh how's davy gonna notice it uh how about we just make it really fucking big <laughs> yeah exactly that's after they screwed up the lines and caruso's like i don't care make the note big i don't care 
<laughs> oh man I think we have a, a new recurring character here on podcast so. all these Sundays Angry Caruso <laughs> Angry Dramatic Caruso that's what the D stands for bitch <laughs> Drama Caruso <laughs> fantastic anyway then they have a, like a similar exchange about getting the car and calling the inspector going to the restaurant to the oh Davey and Mike do yeah. the thing you get the car you get this and they're like back and forth a bunch yeah. of times and yeah, I think we talked about this before the, the, the Mike and Davey physical comedy chemistry they have together it's, it's yeah. always really fun to watch it's fantastic I love seeing the two of them working together you call Inspector Blouse right. I'll get out the car we've got to get to that restaurant <laughs> You call the restaurant, I'll get the car out, and we gotta get the car to spike the weapon! No, my man, just I'll get the car, I'll get the car out, we'll get the restaurant. And uh, the scrub up sign over the sink is awesome, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they uh, go back to the, the restaurant, and the dragon man is playing Monopoly, like apparently with himself. There's no one else <laughs> playing with him. It's a weird thing. He, he gets angry and throws Monopoly all over the place. He's not going to go to jail, he says. Yeah. And that's exactly. when he flips the board. It, although it does look like he landed on like Marvin Gardens or something. But anyway, yeah, thought, yeah. you probably couldn't tell that on 66 television. True. Um, so one of the henchmen comes in and says, as Peter's shown up and the dragon man and Mickey have a have a, a, a slightly racist back and forth over his accent. He has fallen into my crutches. Your crutches? Not the, my crutches, my crutches. <laughs> So Peter's in the restaurant, and one of the henchmen asks him what he would like, and Peter says, Plan A, but it's not available, and neither is Plan B. And then Peter asks if he would like Plan C, and when Peter asks what it is, Toto comes behind him and hits him on the head with a mallet. <sighs> a lot of a lot mallet. Of mal- yeah, I was just exactly about to say, a lot of mallet action in this yeah, one. And a lot so, of mallet you know, violence. Watch out, gavels. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then Peter says, No, I don't think I care for that a bit. And then yeah. passes out. <laughs> always taking a beating always always even when they think when Mickey gets hit it's only because they're trying to hit Peter <laughs> with the mallet so <laughs> so uh, Toto Mandelbaum and the other guy Chang they push Peter into the office tied to a chair and the dragon man starts to interrogate him but Peter won't budge he said he'd put his arm in a fire for Mickey you know which is nice I thought and uh, <laughs> yeah. then dragon man tells Toto Mandelbaum to get the ants, which I I guess are supposed to be an awful torture for Peter, probably the red ants or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Toto Mandelbaum starts to tell the Dragon Man that the ants, what the ants are going to do, but Dragon Man doesn't want to hear it because he's grossed out. But then he asks anyway because he really needs to hear it. Uh, so then uh, Mike and Davey show up at the restaurant dressed in white lab coats, and they, they say they're from the Pure Food and Drugs Administration. And Mike asks if they serve crabs. We serve anybody. <laughs> not bad, not bad. <laughs> and uh, Mike and Davey try to inspect the kitchen, but they get thrown out. And Davey says that's the last time he's going to eat at this place. They probably serve bad food and drugs anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the office, Toto Mandelbaum has an ant farm between Peter and Mickey, and he's telling the ants to do something. But uh, the dragon man tells him to stop. And he decides to use the Chinese ice torture. No! Not the Chinese ice torture! Yes, the Chinese ice torture. What is is the the Chinese Chinese ice torture? torture? So now Total Mandelbaum says that he could not do that. And Dragon Man says it's because he doesn't have the stomach for it. And then Mandelbaum says, no, it's because they're out of ice. Boom. 
<laughs> in the restaurant, Mike and Dave, you're dressed in the in purple and they have big curly mustaches on, and they're apparently Italian, just to make sure that they're not just stereotyping one kind of person. <laughs> they come out and uh, they order pizzas while the henchman waiter tries to tell them that they don't make pizzas. I'd like a medium of pizza with anchovies and I'd like a starchy onions and a lot of cheese, please. But we don't make that, except I would like a large one and with prosciutto peppers. No, we don't make uh, no anchovies because they're salty, but I like it very gooey and messy. And the boy says that they know how to make pizza and they try to get in the kitchen, but they get thrown out again. <laughs> they're using up all the ruses, Mickey and uh, Mike and Davey here. They're trying out everything. Yeah, yeah. If the other two are gone, so like, well, we better double up on the ruse. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then in the back room Total Mandelbomb has found two pretty big ice cubes Like they're enormous and he's trying <laughs> to melt them with two tiny little lighters And Mickey yeah. and Peter are tied to chairs And have these knives over their throats mm. Mickey's telling the dragon man That they can't tell him anything Because they don't know anything Because they're musicians And he and Peter start to sing Last Train to Clarksville Like horribly <laughs> uh, Yeah you expect me to believe you make money singing like that? I didn't say we made money. I said we sing. <laughs> Which is a good monkey's line. Mm. So the dragon crocodile, he says, they're just a singing group. And these boys agree. And he says, like, so we have nothing to learn from you. And the boys agree. And then he says, so I can just kill you. And the boys agree. And then do a double take. No. Like a, a good monkey. <laughs> yeah. Monkey thing. So Mike and Dave, you're still dressed as the Italians. And they say, like, this looks like a job for. And then Monk, they run into the phone booth and then they come out in the costumes. Monkey Man! And I like the, awesome. the Clark Kent glasses with the Monkey Man outfit is a nice touch. Yeah. They don't I like normally that. have big glasses, so they put them on when they have the superhero suit on. Like the reverse <laughs> Clark Kent Superman thing. It's, it's a nice touch. Yeah, I think that one. I was, was pretty smart. I wonder who came. I bet it was Caruso. He fought for that one. <laughs> Frawley's like, but why would they have glasses when they're superheroes? So no one can recognize them. <laughs> it's called subversion, Jim. Watch True Foe once in a while. <laughs> Ooh, I'm enjoying this Caruso character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then they, they try to fly away But then Mike tells them the restaurant's only a block away And Davey's shocked by that and, like, They just right. left it They just left the restaurant <laughs> you know, The glasses don't make Davey smarter Nope yeah. uh, So then they decide to walk At least this time the monkey men isn't just for transportation Like yes, it was yes, last true. time <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they just walk there Then put on the Italian suits And <laughs> go in again <laughs> So in the back room, Mickey asks the dragon crocodile man before he kills him to tell them what who the number one guy is. And it turns out that it's the dragon man, which which is kind of dumb. Like, why wasn't why the why the weird ruse? Were they thinking like this is going to be like pre six sense, six sense kind of twist coming up here <laughs> when people find out the dragon man is the head guy? It's going to blow yeah. their mind. Well, it takes some of the heat off the dragon man. I, yeah, true. I guess that could be it. But it's weird that to build up. There's a number one guy, but this yeah. is the number two guy. And Fucking then, dragon dragon guys are so safe the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think Crusoe thought it was going to blow minds. <laughs> when we reveal this spinoff. 
And what is the usual suspects if it's not a two-hour monkey episode? <laughs> I've thought that so many times. <laughs> so he tells Mickey that he's not an unre- that he's not unreasonable, and gives Mickey and Peter a choice between four doors. Three are instant death, but one leads to freedom, and they have one minute to decide. He flips over an hourglass that says "one minute egg," <laughs> so, which is funny. And uh, so they leave the room, and Peter goes to open a door, and Mickey stops and says, "Just a crack at first. And he go, he opens it up. And there's a big roar. And they slam it shut. They try the next door because he think he heard a rattle. Maybe it's a baby. <laughs> and uh, Mickey crouches down to look through the keyhole and Peter goes behind him and parts Mickey's hair like he's looking right through Mickey's head into the keyhole. <laughs> which I, I, really I did not notice that, but that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that was really great. Um, I hope Peter just made it up at, on the spot. Yeah. I'm going to say he did. So there, boom, put it on Wikipedia. Good job, Pete. <laughs> And uh, and then when they look through, it's that dragon puppet thing from many romps. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, and I, I kind of figured we we're gonna see that in one of the doors for sure, one of the monsters. <laughs> and uh, so yeah. Peter opens the next door, and a cannon goes off in their face, but they're all they're okay. So Mickey Stokes, the next door's freedom, swings it open, only to find Dragon Man and the henchmen who come running in. And Mickey's like, "Man, you said that this one led to freedom," and uh, Dragon Man says, "But I never said it positively." <laughs> and Peter's like, oh, he didn't, you know. <laughs> so, Jeez, Louise. And so th- then Dragon Man orders Total Mandelbaum and Chang to kill the guys. <laughs> and uh, then and then suddenly the monkey men break the door down. And Mike tells Davy that they're going to have to use psychological warfare. And Davy and, and Total Mandelbaum get into a showdown. And Davy tells him that he's a nail biter and that his mother never loved him, which is a heavy th- punch to throw right away. For, for real. From nail biter to mom never loved you. Davy, whoo. And, uh, it's it's amusing that one of the monkey men's secret powers is just sick burn attempts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the burn mask. Some strength or X-ray vision. It's just yeah, cutting you deep with uh, make you feel dance. bad about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Those little, Who let George Harrison in. I say his little George Harrison showed up. Sorry, <laughs> little George Harrison. <laughs> Hey everybody, help little George Harrison. <laughs> George, you're like you're like three apples high. Good to see you, buddy. I play the ukulele because I'm so little, <laughs> but I'm a sick burn artist. <laughs> oh, wonderful! Uh, so, <laughs> well, th- thanks for stopping by, George. We'll see you next time. All right, see you when we do Monkey Mother. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Toodles. Uh, so Total Mandelbaum tells Davy that he's too short and has no ear for music and Davy crumbles and uh, Mike has to step in I I think that hit close to home for little Davy Jones yeah yeah that's that's his two Achilles heels maybe the the music one more than the short he he can laugh at the short one but the music one so Mike tells Total Mandelbaum that he's an ugly person and nobody likes him and Dragon Man tells him to stop and orders Total Mandelbaum to take back the formula for the Doomsday Bug. And then Mike says, I have the bug right here. And he pretends he's holding it, or maybe he really is holding it. Yeah, he, he says he's really holding it. Yeah, and everybody starts getting really scared. Uh, Dragon Man says that he's just trying to trick them. And Mike protests and says that he has it. And then Davy flicks the bug at the henchmen, and everybody freaks out. And the boys try to leave, but another dude shows up in the doorway with a gun. And then they freak out. Which leads to Monkey's Romp number one, your Auntie Griselda. Which My is Auntie Griselda? Yours. Your very own Auntie Griselda. 
<laughs> and uh, this has shown up in a couple romps recently. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's very romp friendly. Very much. Kind of doing. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, so the boys and the henchmen, they go out in and out of doors. And they cut it up like they're going in and yeah. out of the same door. And yeah. a, a gorilla shows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of fighting. Like tons of fighting going on in this romp. Yes. Mike, uh, uh, Mickey's throwing boxes at people. And the boys give the henchmen chickens. That's and a then, neat little part there. After after I think Mike comes out with them and they're all buddy buddy and shakes their hands and stuff. Then the rest of the guys bring him a bunch of chickens. Yeah. Like they're just running out of stuff to do, reacting to doing this, running through the doors. We, it was probably Dave. He was like, uh, "Can we get some beds in here? Yeah. Let's put some beds through these doors with us." Yeah. <laughs> And then other birds show up, and there's a bunch of girls getting chased around. Because when you ask for the birds, they got the chickens. Like, what's that? (laughs) Not that. Birds, birds, not birds, birds. (laughs) So, so yeah, when uh, there's only three girls, though, when the girls Mm. show up. And Mm. so uh, when the boys are, are carrying the girls, it's only Peter, Mickey, and Mike. And then Dave is being carried by the gorilla, because the gorilla showed up. Of course, Mike. <laughs> Mike smashing the gong, and it it makes the bad guys all stupid, and they all like, Duh. and then because of that, the CIS shows up, and uh, and it's getting with them as well, and they all get messed up, but then they make the arrests. I came as fast as I could. Yeah, how did you get here? Box cart? No, I came by. So yeah, then that's the romp. So we come back and the boys sit down to eat. And Mike says, uh, You know, I didn't realize you get so hungry saving your country. I come from England and I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, Peter opens up his fortune cookie and reads it out loud and says he has to make contact with a tall man wearing a carnation on the corner of Spring and Elm. And the, the boys all wrap up Peter and pull him yeah. out of there because he got one of the fortune cookie codes. <laughs> And yeah, so that is the monkey chow mein. <laughs> That's one where it just feels like, well, I guess this is the ending. Yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah. <laughs> just put the song in. Joke, joke. Him. Maybe bookend it with another fortune cookie thing. Like, yeah, here we go again. And zoom. Yeah. Off we go. Yeah, they always have to end with a punchy little joke. And then they're, <laughs> yeah. then they're out. Yep. This feels like a weird epi- episode to say, oh, I really like this episode. Because it is so <laughs> problematic racially with how Asian people are are, uh, represented, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do like the way the episode plays out and having, I like kind of like when the monkeys get split up and there's two guys and two guys sometimes, not all the time, but it's fun to see the, how they work and it's fun to cut between things because oftentimes it's Mm -hmm. these guys here and that's what we're watching. It's true. And it really brought, it's a very balanced episode as far as the boys are concerned. Yeah, they each seem to have a, a similar amount of uh, laugh lines and stuff to do. Yeah, it's centered around Peter and his his shenanigans at the beginning. That that gets the ball rolling, but right. then they each have their own thing to do. Yeah, it's really cool yep. that way. And I've said this again. I'll probably say this until season two. But you're, it's you can feel season two coming. You can feel the pull of season two. Yeah, yeah. And how it's getting set up, and how the romps <laughs> now. There's very little, if any, stock footage in romps anymore. It's true. It's true. They're all wrapped into what they're doing, and we don't see them on the mm-hmm. unicycles or getting pushed in a bed. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> or things like that. And uh, well, yeah, they have more performance stuff now too. Yeah, and also you can see their hair's longer because they had the break for Christmas yes, between filming. Yes. So this was the first episode shot in '67. Oh, okay. 
And uh, so you can kind of see their hairs a bit longer and they're yeah. starting to find their thing. And yeah, gotcha. no, it's pretty cool. They're starting to get their signature looks. Uh-huh. How'd you there feel? Some of this, um, there's some stretches of it where it feels long. Like when they're talking about the fight, the, the knife torture thing, he's explaining the ice torture thing and blah, blah, blah. Here it is. And it's kind of set up. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it kind of drags out to the point where there's only one song in this episode and yep. it's anti Griselda. So it's, it's not a super duper <laughs> musically good. And there's very little band activity, I suppose you could say. Yeah, there's no performance even during Andrew Griselda. Like, you never see them play yeah. Andrew Griselda. No, nobody, nobody touches a guitar in this uh, episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's more of a superhero episode with the Monkey Man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so, guns this episode, yep. Very when the boys yes. are taken by the CIS, and then when the boys mm. try to escape the Chinese restaurant, we get some guns. And, and at the end where Inspector Blount is telling him about the uh, guy who's fast, like, he's got his gun out talking to the guys. He's still talking. He's waving his gun around. Bad guys are out the door. But he's still got his face out. That's how it is. You got to maintain discipline at all times. <laughs> <laughs> um, highlight of the show for me, Mike and Davey as Italians ordering the pizza. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that was really funny. That I, I just love when they're together. But yourself... Similarly, I like it when they do the monkey men and uh, the glasses. And uh, is this the only time Mike wears the monkey men suit? It might be. Oh, it's maybe. never all four of them. Sometimes it's three of them. Sometimes just a couple of them. But I, don't, I know Mike's not in it very often. I know they do it once when he's not there in the episode at all. Huh. And so yeah, I think this might be... Well, keep an eye out for it, obviously, because we're, we're, we're doing this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, so far, that's one monkey man suit for Mike. Interesting. I, I, I never realized all four of them were never together as monkey men. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, a monkey's ruse. Several unsuccessful ruses by Mike and Katie. Yeah. So I don't, know, I don't know if they've ever gone a full episode with an unsuccessful ruse. <laughs> but uh, to, here it is. Um, fourth wall break. There was one. It's very subtle. Uh, when Peter says he'd put his arm in the fire for Mickey and the dragon man says that's very specialized work. Peter kind of looks at the camera and gives like a what? And <laughs> I think that's the only one. I think you're right. Best musical moments, obviously, you're Andrew Griselda because it's the only mm-hmm. the only musical moment. <laughs> no, what about uh, when the Mickey and oh, uh, Peter Clarksville. Sing, sing in Clarksville yeah, very that, poorly? It's a toe tapper. Classic monkeys moment. There's a don't do that. What wouldn't fly in 2020? What would really in this episode? So here's the question. We might've brought this up in the last one too, but like, was there like a shortage of Asian actors or something like that? I, I don't know if it's a SAG thing back then or what. Yeah, I mean, it was the just little, left uh, the shoe, sh- the little shoe shine boy got a line. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Know, and like, I don't know. You had Chang right there, and all yeah. the you know could they just not act well? But you know, George Takei was out. Bring him in. Did you know section? We talked about uh, Joey Foreman. There was Captain Crocodile, and he was all guest smart. His character was named Harry Who, and. Uh, <laughs> But from what I read, it wasn't as stereotypy as Dragon Man was, apparently. Mm. A few things are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't seen it, so I don't know for sure. So, But I assume it's also cringe. It, it has to be cringeworthy no matter how well you do. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, uh, yeah. 
the other thing we talked about was Total Mandelbaum from uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> As he likes to be called. I heard, yeah, that's what you have to call him on set. <laughs> I'm not calling you Total Mandelbaum. His name's Gene Dynarski. I'm not sure we ever mentioned his actual name. Oh, yes. I think we, I think we just got right into Total Mandelbaum. <laughs> yes. Gene Total Mandelbaum Dynarski. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it says on his uh, star on the Walk of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Animal so that's man. it. That's uh, uh, another uh, a couple other monkey did you knows. Uh, the cannon in the door is the same cannon from the the Gypsy episode, and uh, the big gong at the end is the same gong from uh, Monkey's Paw. Oh. Like a future episode. Interesting. All right, sweet. Yeah. So kids, that so what the heck is it? Finally, finally. That time, it is. And, I can't believe it. And we we can acknowledge now the uh, the new song for the Wolfhound oh, yes. Mystery. Yes, this is our first actually episode since we started sticking it in there. Yeah. So yeah. I've got to say I, I love the new song, and I also I would like to say that all all original music on Podcast Valley Sunday is made by none other than Mr. Jeff Cameron. That's me. So yes, the Wolfhound of Mystery song will always bring us now into the Wolfhound of Mystery. And it's it's a great tune, I gotta say. It's like oh, I listen to you. it just on my own. Oh, oh go on. Fantastic. That's delightful. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. No problem. I was and, like, uh, we need a song here, dude. <laughs> I can't do it. You do it. <laughs> you can pick the first one. I'm not sure oh, where we left off. I mean, either, but I, I'll grab a maybe. Give me that hat. Get the old phalanges in there. Ooh, what do we got? Ooh, interesting. It's a good one. But this is a great song. And it's uh, Sometime in the Morning from uh, uh, More of the Monkeys? I think so, yeah. Your love has shown me things I never thought I could see. I didn't know it could be done so easily. Me too. I actually do as well. Which is, I usually don't like slow tempo, like slow dance songs. But yeah. sometime in the morning, I really like a lot. Well, it's not necessarily slow tempo. It's like a, it's a, a softer song. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like instrumentation-wise, it, it sounds like a monkey song that they could conceivably pull off with just the drums and the guitar and the bass and the keyboards and it sounds like there's more to it than that, but there isn't. This, this sounds really grand and special, like a left bank song or something. Yeah. But it's really quite actually musically very simple, but the the sum is great. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts, I think. And it yeah, no, I It comes agree. out great, and it's got, of course, a Mickey double-track vocal on top. That's always, always awesome. Good. Yeah, always the For double real. Mickey. And there's sometimes, I think they might have like remastered it and fixed it, sometimes you can hear him... Between the two takes, he used to make a double track vocal. There's some of the syllables are just off a little. Yeah, and that's what gives it that kind of warbly, chorusy sound. Yeah, I feel like yeah, if you do it perfect, it's not gonna give you the effect you want to give. It has to be a little bit doubled up. Mm-hmm. It's a Jerry Goffin, Carol King song. That makes sense. What a numerous! <laughs> and um, if you poke around online, you could find a version sung by Carol King on the demo. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I could see and that. It's, it's, it's musically similar. Like, they did not change a whole lot. Love has shown me things I never thought I could see. I didn't know. It could be done so easily. But it's such it's such a good song though, and uh, I think a fun little fact about sometime in the morning is it's the uh, fourth song on side two of more of the monkeys, tucked in between the day we fall in love, and laugh. Oh boy, that's a <laughs> tough spot. And then after laugh is I'm a believer. What a hit and miss side two that is. <laughs> <laughs> the whole side two is look out here comes tomorrow the kind of girl I could love the day we fall in love sometime in the morning laugh I'm a believer uh, sometime in the morning uh, where do you think this is gonna end up on the old uh, shooper de boo I would put that just below girl I knew somewhere as our new number eight this is where I would put it Ooh, wow 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 that's how much I like this song word word speaking I- where would you like to put it? I, I would put it. We might have to do a compromise because I would probably put it right below Stepping Stone there. At okay. Least, what is that like? Thirteen. Okay. Well, I'd uh, put it. Uh, okay. Valerie above or below? Ah, oh, that's tough. I would probably reach for Valerie quicker, but just because of the the rockiness of it. Yeah. But I know that you really like this song. <laughs> so no, you know what? But I do dig Valerie as well. So I'm gonna put it under it under Valerie. We got sometime in the morning. All That's right. where we put it for now. All right, so I will reach in here now. Okay. Oh. All right. What do you got? I have pulled out Salesman. Hey. Little Mike Nesmith Diddy. It's a good tune. Yeah, it really is. Yep, yep. Salesman boy on the street. Whether it's hot or cold. It's Salesman where you work real hard till every part is sold. I always found Salesman to be not not similar in, in sound but in um overall vibeness of taxman on the beatles revolver because it, it kind of, it opens up the record it's got that rocky kind of jangliness to it it's about a job yeah yeah and uh and it's yeah just a great great tune the cool thing with salesman is that crazy bridge like yeah. a and then it, yeah. the breathing and the screaming and everything like that. It's like <laughs> there goes salesman and he's sailing high again. He said it's a high. He said it's so high. He said it's a high, a high, a high. Because oh, this this is the first song in the record, right? Yes. Yeah. So this this is probably my favorite monkeys record i think a lot of fans this is their favorite record this for me it's this or head like i love head even though there's to try to say that's the the record because there's so much other stuff going on on that record yeah it's true but um this 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 record's awesome it kicks it off awesome the cover of the record's awesome just like the outlines of them it has the correct balance of the monkey involvement and studio musician assistance yeah and it, the strong songs are just stronger for it. Yep, I agree. It's great all over. So, salesman, where are we going? And um, there's the one version of it that has the um, 
Mike does kind of a uh, spiel at the end about, well, he tried to do a thing to it, and he real long strains, and you cut him off. He's, it's like he's selling, uh, like, a, a joint roller or something. Well, I, I tried the one that you put it in, and you have to do it manually. But I'd like the one that you just plug it in, and it does it all by itself. Real long strand, and you cut them up. It's easier to do it that way because... Okay, number 20, we got St. Matthew. Then it goes 20 to 25, St. Matthew, Writing Wrongs, Zoran Zam, Last Train to Clarksville, Daydream Believer, Gonna Buy Me a Dog. I feel it's in that area. What about Clarksville? Do you put it before or after Clarksville? Do you feel? I'd put it on before, before Clarksville. See, I would. Before. Like, we'd, we'd put it on higher, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So would you put it, say... Between Zorn Zam writing wrongs at number 22. Yeah, let's, let's put it in there. That's a good All right. for that. So number 22, we've got Salesman. It's nestled in there between writing wrongs and Zorn Zam. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I really feel that song really kicks off that record great. Let lets you know what you're getting into. It's fun and rocking, but also kind of psychedelic and weird. So yeah, a, lot of wink, a lot of winky wink could be selling just about anything, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it definitely seems like it's a, a song about a drug seller. Till every till every pot is sold. <laughs> Stick your fingers in the hat and pull out and something awesome. It. It's nice to be with you. Please never go away. Say you're gonna stay and make my dreams come true. It's nice to be with you. It's non-album single. It's the B-side to D.W. Washburn. It's a true fact. This was their first single, their first 45 they put out without the support of the show. And it was this turd. And they had enough heat coming off of whatever fan base they had to, like, crack the top 20 with D.W. Washburn. But then that was it. And it has a lot to do with how unrocking and uncool this yeah both sides of this piece of vinyl is possibly uh, the least impressive <laughs> piece of vinyl that the monkeys put out in the original era so just a question then so would this song be included on our countdown because it's not on an album we do singles nice try okay singles just checking or else yeah yeah we do anything that was on an lp or 45 like, i don't want to get letters official deal yeah yeah well <laughs> all right well i'm thinking top five <laughs> <laughs> yes, this belongs between yeah, yeah, Circle Sky and Pleasant Valley Sunday and in our hearts, doesn't it? No, I don't. Uh, okay, so I'm looking at the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bottom five. It's not too late. It's not too late. The girl I left behind. I couldn't win. The day we fall in love. On the day we fall in love. D.W. Washburn. Love you forever. You're mine forever. Uh, I'm gonna put it between. It's not too late, and the girl I left behind me, and just not think about it for a while. Perfect. What a low effort song, and everything. It's, it's all you. You just turn it blue and blood it blue, flu flu. It's like it's the same rhymes over and over again, and it's just. Yeah, like a, it's boring. It is. I don't know. But Davey has his fans, and a lot of people obviously love it. But uh, we, uh, we're just, we're not among them. No, exactly. It's it's a very weird 
it's a very weird song to put out after the show. Very weird single to put out after the show. Yeah. Like maybe D.W. Washburn, maybe, because it's got that chunky chunk sound. and Maybe that was kind of neat, but I don't know. This song is... You know what the best part is? I accidentally put it back in the hat. Oof, we'd have to review it again. <laughs> We're in some sort of fucking Twilight Zone where every song in the hat is, it's nice to be with you. Oh, that's when you know you died and went to hell. <laughs> yep. What did I do wrong? All right. Cool. Well, that's the yeah. show right there. Bang. Find a, a slow Davy bummer to, to, to take us out. Oh, and if I'm going to get taken out, it's going to be by one of those. <laughs> all right well thanks for tuning in as always we're glad to have you with us here on podcast valley sunday yeah so from me paco and me jeff have yourself a monkey's little evening <laughs> thank you bye-bye hey monkeys fans with everything going on with social distancing podcast valley sunday will be on every two weeks We hope you're staying safe, we hope you're staying at home, and we hope that you're listening to The Monkeys and obviously Podcast Valley Sunday. You can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. And please, rate us and leave a message. We'd love to hear from you. But, as always, be gentle with us. We're very sensitive.